welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. I am your host, Carrie, and I'm here with my good friend, Cammie. Hey, everybody. You got K squared, so be forewarned. Hey, squared, we are going to have a great time. We love podcasting together, and we're so happy that you joined us today because we get to talk about Murder, She Begged. Yay! <laughs> I love this series. We love it. It was, it is pretty old. I mean, compared to, it, yeah. compared to all these series that they're bringing on. The first one debuted on the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel in 2015. Yeah. The last one debuted when? Do you know how long it's been since the last one came? There's five movies. Yeah, yeah. The last one is just desserts, but no, I, I don't. I, 2017. 2017. Wow. Wow. I, I failed the pop quiz. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> Me too. So, I mean, we're super pumped to talk about these movies, not just because it's a great series on the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel, but because in the spring we got the exciting news, all of us did, that they're filming another movie after all this time. <laughs> And it's bringing back all the old gang. It's even bringing back Gabriel Hogan as Norman, which means that he's going to have a part somehow in the movie, which I think is great. So you do. Gabriel Norman. I mean, Norman is back and um, Barbara Niven, of course, Allison Sweeney and Cameron Matheson. Hopefully Lisa DuPont and Toby Levins. I mean, I'm pretty sure that they're both back. I, at least I think, I hope. <laughs> I hope so too. And you know, we we wanted to dedicate a few podcasts here up and before, I think before the premiere on Sunday, the 8th of August yeah. is the premiere of this um, new Murder, She Baked. We wanted to look back, remember the storylines, remember the mysteries that got us to this place that we love so much in Eden Lake, Minnesota with Hannah Swenson. Well, and Carrie, it's also perfect because it's still Christmas in July. So we're That's talking true. the plum pudding mystery as well. So it's perfect. That is so perfect. I'm, I'm really glad that you brought that up because on this episode, we're only going to talk about the first two movies. So right. a chocolate chip cookie mystery and a plum pudding mystery. So we'll right. dedicate this episode to those two. Christmas in July. You're exactly right. It's perfect. Well, it's twofold. It's great. You know, it's, it's starting the memory lane and bringing it back yeah. to our current, to our current time. It's bringing it back to our current memories and yeah. to prepare for the premiere on August 8th. And then it's also Christmas in July. So it's, it's perfect. It's perfect. So yeah, so a couple of episodes here that we'll dedicate to Murder, She Baked. It's going to be very hard for me not to keep talking about what's this next one going to be like you know like I'll just get one we got to be careful <laughs> I know I'll just get one out there my question are they going to be five years down the road or four years down the road or are they picking up right where they left off they're picking up basically right where they left off really? I I read at least from what I read they're engaged and they're trying to get ready for the wedding Okay, so, so have they been engaged for three years or are they- No, 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 no. They, they're, they're picking up, I mean, it might be a year down the road, but it's not, it's not four years down the road. Oh, okay. That's going to be nice actually. Cause there's, yeah. there would have been too much dialogue on trying to explain away the three year, four year um, that we lost. Okay. I'm, I'm for that. So here's my question. What is going on with the period clothing that we're seeing in the promo? <laughs> That's true. That's true. And maybe someone who has read the books and kept up with the mystery books could tell us if this is part of one of Joanne Fluke's books, you know, the yeah. Revenge. Because I've, I've read probably maybe three of them. My mother-in-law loves them. I may ask her. I may ask her. Yeah, ask her. her. Yeah, she loves them. They're beautiful books. They're really great stories, but um, okay. a lot of them. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so we got we have a lot coming down the way, hopefully, but these period clothes may have something. I mean, you see him on his cell phone in this big, huge white cravat, and you and a it, it looks like a black 
overcoat, you know, a, a cape. And so, and then you see her in this white flowing dress with big, long Renaissance sleeves. And I'm just like, okay, where's the costume party? <laughs> and yet with her sleeves and her, this beautiful dress, she has the classic Hannah Swenson boots on. Of course, I because think- she's not going to walk around in heels. No, no, no. She's not like that, no. So that, yeah, that'll be really fun to um, to watch. And we have a lot of weeks of this uh, commercial that we'll have memorized by that time. I no, guess. seriously. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into it then. Let's start talking about um, the very first installment, 2015. It's a chocolate chip cookie mystery. Hannah's yeah. Um, okay, for one. I loved going back and watching this very first movie. And I know. Oh my gosh. The introduction of the characters, the the whole life at Eden Lake. I mean, they throw so much at you in this movie, but you just get the feel of a small bustling town. Well, know? and it's done. It's done really, really well because you can have the feel that a lot of information is being thrown at you. Or you can feel like you're watching an introductory movie. And I really did feel because I have seen the difference. And I thought that this, all of the information was given to us very nicely. And I mean, can can we talk about the meet cute with Hannah and Mike? Oh, we're definitely going to get there. Let's definitely, we're definitely going to get there. Because I mean- (laughs) First, I want to talk. First, I want to talk about Hannah herself. You know, okay, okay. Introduction. I, I'm like, jumping the gun. Sorry, hard, but I love this meet cute, and I totally have this written down in my notes as well. Yeah. But Hannah, I mean, you know, what do you think of Hannah as a character, as a as the lead here in this series? Um, what do you think about her? To be completely honest, the first thing that caught my eye was that she's messing with her hair, she's petting Moisha, and then she doesn't wash her hands. I'm just like, honey, you're a baker. <laughs> and she's in her home. She's in her own home at this at this point. But I don't care. <laughs> she's obviously baking. She's not gonna eat all of that. You know, she's obviously baking food to give away to That's people. True. I'm just like, um, <laughs> um, okay. Uh, and then in the shop, you know, she said, oh, and I have a little something for you, Poochie. And I was like, uh, serve the other cookie, the angel kiss first, and then give the dog its treat. You know, I'm just like, hey. That is so funny. Did you, did you feel that this time? Or do you remember always feeling that? Oh, I always, I, my grandmother was an Italian chef. Okay. Yes. And so my, my mom, the pre COVID, Mm -hmm. when I was a teenager, she told me, wash your hands every single time you are about to make food for people and never, ever, ever mess with your hair. Because then you get hair in the food. And so, you know, just seeing her pet Moisha put her hair up in a bun and then go straight into the flour. I'm like, ah, no, 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 stop. There's there's too much. Okay. So getting beyond that. Getting beyond that. She's, she's a great character. And she is like, she has this. I love her bakery. I love the cookie jar. Yeah. That it's the epicenter of all the hub in the morning, the fresh gossip, the new, you know, the people coming in for their regular stuff. It just was such a cute place. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and they established credibility that the stolen bikes were right where you said they were, you know, kind of a, kind of a jump from stolen bikes to murder, but you know, yeah. people, but she, you know, she establishes that people trust her. People say things to her yeah. or it, or people say things in the bakery that they wouldn't otherwise say. And exactly. she, and she's got a sharp mind for mystery and stuff like that. So it establishes it very naturally because otherwise you would be saying, what is a 
baker doing solving mysteries that the police can't you know so. which was kind of a funny theme between her and the new detective then who comes into town this well i'm just a that's why you're a baker and i'm a police detective yes and then she's like oh yeah i'm just a baker but you're right they do set in the first couple minutes they do set the good scene of her being she's trusted she's observant she's helpful she's she cares about her community, you know, yeah. even with that um, mailbox that keeps getting knocked over. She's yeah. like, I look for someone with a good swing. And then later, of course, she talks to this high school baseball player about- And she solves that mystery. Uh -huh. she <laughs> solves that one. So it's so cute to see that she kind of does this in a way that's really helpful to the community anyway. But now, yeah. now she hits the big time here with, with this um, mystery. But, uh, well, and there are very big stakes because it's one of her best friends, yeah. Yeah. which is another way that I thought it was really good because if you just have somebody random, if you have a random baker getting involved, then you're like, excuse me, what? Go away. But this is her best friend. Yes. And okay, Carrie, I'm a, I'm a little, I, I'm... I'm iffy on this subject, okay? So I have, and this is coming from a woman who grew up with guy friends, okay? okay? I'm the youngest of six. I have five older brothers. So I grew up knowing yeah. how to talk to guys. Yeah. And a lot of guys thought I was flirting with them when I was just talking to them naturally. <laughs> I'm like, I am looking you in the eye and saying, hello. Oh, I'm obviously in love with you. You know, <laughs> that right. right. But so I still have friends, really good friends that are guys, but I'm married and I've been married for 13 years. Yeah. Now, what is the plausibility really and truly of two single people who are that good of friends? Right. See, if you were just, I, I have childhood friends that I'm like, oh, no, I would never have married him but i don't talk to them that often or they're married as well yeah. but two single people who are constantly with each other and who are that close yeah right. i mean come on you know, do you see something fishy about that you know well, i thought they were really cute they have this great little interaction oh adorable they're but horrible. they're kind of flirty and i mean you almost wonder if they did have some feelings actually for each other and that you, that's what i'm saying is when you are single into your 30s yeah and you are that close with a guy friend if it was a cat if it was more of a casual friendship i would get it but they've been friends since the first grade and they are obviously very very close and they're both single and in their thirties, you know, just well, like, you know, really, <laughs> we do know that he did have a, a girl friend or a girl that he, a woman that he was kind of seeing on the side. I don't know how serious it was because right. he found out she was married, but you know, it just, Hannah can do that. Cammy, I guess I'm not sure if everyone, what, all of us can, but Hannah, Hannah can do it. <laughs> Hannah can do it. Well, and as as the hooked hardy, I got a shout out Jason Cermak playing Ron, who was on When Calls the Heart as the beloved doctor oh. <laughs> before Carson got there. Oh. <laughs> he, was, he was a really good and recognizable character. He was me. a good he was a good doctor. He was a good character. I actually kind of miss him. So <laughs> I hope so. Um. <laughs> So anyway, okay, so we have Hannah, we have her business, she's she's single, she has a great family around her. I mean, they've just set the stage for, I think, a very likable heroine. I think she is wonderful. And a very unlikable helicopter mother. <laughs> <laughs> now, Barbara Niven plays this character perfectly. Oh, to a T. <laughs> She's, she's beautiful. She's a she's single. She's a little vain. She's really involved in her daughter's lives. She loves romance. And Too much, according to Hannah and Andrea. <laughs> now, now Barbara, Barbara, I'm not going to call her Barbara. Her name's Dolores in this movie. Right. Dolores introduces Hannah now to her first suitor. 
So she has two suitors. In to this Norman. <laughs> and we have Norman, the dentist, who is just, he's just a solid good guy. He's just a good guy. And I mean, who can say no and turn down Gabriel Hogan? Right. I mean, come on. And you know? seriously, despite the families meddling with them and they kind of, it's a joke between them, they actually do connect. And they actually yep. do have some fun banter and make each other laugh. And I think they start to see each other like, oh, I actually want to spend a little more time with you. This actually, I, actually, I wrote it, I wrote it down. Um, uh, I wrote, I wrote it down when, uh, when she said, mother, who have you invited? You know? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she, yeah, she's, you know, she doesn't really care necessarily about what she looks like. She's in the bakery all day. She just wants to be comfortable. And, um, you know, her mother gives her a hard time for not going home. With and the scarf and the fluffing of the hair. So and then Bill, but then Bill says, this wasn't my idea. You know, he's covering all his bases as the brother-in-law. You know, like, this wasn't my idea, but I like him, you know? <laughs> yes. So, okay, so we have Hannah and Norman and their meet cue is very family oriented. It's at very. a dinner. If they're introduced by family, they um, have good conversation, but it's all, you know, very just nice. So now let's get to the meet cute of suitor number two. And this is Detective Mike Kingston, who was brought in from Minneapolis, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the murder that happened in Eden Lake and these robberies, I guess, that were happening. But um, Mike comes into town. Cammy, take it away. What happened? We're in the dumpster. <laughs> um, excuse me, miss. Are you all right? Perfectly fine. Thank you. <laughs> and I believe there's a shelter about three bucks down. No, I'm not homeless. <laughs> I'm homeless. She's just a solving a case like she's already on this case for her friend she gets in the dumpster she tries to find this evidence that someone told her about and she gets caught by mike it's so funny to me and he he totally likes her right away totally but he's being a policeman and being a little contentious and they're being you know she's totally put off by him right away and a hilarious contentious relationship this is not csi las vegas i wrote that down i loved that line (laughs) he's such a good line he does he has okay cameron matheson these movies are what made me love him i i had seen him in other projects but these movies made me love him. Yeah. And it made me see, Cameron, if you're listening, don't take this the wrong way, but it made me see what all the fuss was about. You know? Yeah. Because he is one charismatic and very handsome older guy. You know? <laughs> He, and he played this character so sharp. He was so Perfectly. Perfectly. Yeah, because he did his police thing and he's warning her off. But at the same time, he's really struggling internally because he's starting to like her and he cares for her. And he wants to pick her brain about the case because she's always one step ahead of him and he's intrigued by that and he underestimated her. I mean, you see this little development in his mind and this character development over the movie that is so good. It is so fun, which which makes it so fun that there's four more movies after this because you really get to um, know this guy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, And that's where the famous line, that's why you're a baker and I am a homicide detective. I am supposed to see the bad in people. <laughs> right, you're supposed to see the good in people. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's just, so I mean, he, and he is so natural. Yeah. He is so natural on the camera. It's like you are watching his actual life, yeah. you know, and then you bring in the tragic story of him being a widower and then you put that face and how adorable he is and 
if I were single, I'd be gone. You know? <laughs> yeah, she pretty much, she can't help herself. You know, after a while, she kind of convinces herself that, oh, he's so frustrating, but then- he's so smug. Yeah, oh. actually, she underestimated him too. Well, Andrea, she said, I know that face. You like him. His <laughs> <laughs> sister. Okay, based on this movie, yeah. Kenny, what, who, who's your favorite suitor? Who's your- oh. <laughs> I know based on this movie to me based on this ah I, I I mean that that is really hard because I'm kind of thinking ahead to the next movie which I bad girl bad girl I shouldn't be <laughs> <laughs> um ah okay one very big brownie point that we have to give to Norman is that he saved his parents' home from the evil Max Turner. I mean, yeah. that is going to endear you to a woman, you know? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. And, and someone that she really cares about, a good friend of her mom's. And, you know, yeah. I do think this movie offered up two really great men, two great guys, two great storylines, two great futures for, for Hannah, but it's really just the beginning. Yeah. And, and these two, which is fun. What I, what I really, I will say this, what I really appreciated is because there can be a love triangle gone wrong. Oh yeah. Um, big time. We've seen a lot of it. Yeah. But I think at least in these first couple of films, this was a love triangle done right. Hannah's not used to somebody paying her this much attention. Right. Hannah's not used to being the object of people's affections. You know, she she's used to her mother setting her up with old men who right. need a wife, you know. <laughs> and, you know, she realizes at the end of the movie, oh, I'm sorry, I can't make your dinner. I have a date on Saturday oh my gosh. Yeah. I have two dates on Saturday. You know, <laughs> she didn't even realize it. You know, she's not playing, she's not playing them both. She's yeah. not trying to be cruel. She, yeah. you know, she honestly did not realize yeah. that two men were actively chasing her, you know, and <laughs> which, which makes her more likable to me. I really, and, yes, really absolutely. It's, it's almost naive, but it's, it's really precious. And so I, I like it. I like that about her. So, okay. So she, we have set her up for this. She is a great story. Hold it, hold it. You, who would you pick at the oh. end of this movie? <laughs> yeah, but good point. I will always go with the um, hate to love relationship. <laughs> always. I, will, I mean, I mean, I, I would probably, the problem is I went into these movies knowing that Mike was going to be her choice because I would see the very end of these movies when I was recording something else. And so I saw the end of uh, Just Desserts with the two of them cuddling next to each right. other. I saw that a million times before I started watching the series so i i mean i would say i do, i prefer mike but if i was in the actual situation i would probably have gone with norman yeah yeah just because the idea of the idea of dating a police officer is very scary a widower too like well, that. all of that just seemed really heavy yeah yeah so but get it. that police officer had some dang good one-liners <laughs> so cute okay so i mean this is a mystery so let's yeah. just talk about the mystery a little bit right later. the mystery <laughs> that's right that's what it's about <laughs> so okay i'm assuming that anyone who's too, who is tuned in to listen to this recap knows and loves these movies already as well. So we're really not going to go into scene by scene, line by line, you know, we don't need to do that. So spoiler alert, we're going to say who the murderer is. Yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert. We so Hannah has figured out like all these little things are happening around town that that just seem so odd to her neighbors, but she realizes there's a connection here with this one man, Max Turner, who was kind of a loan shark. 
he he like loaned people money and then really was just so cruel about it. This is what you're talking about with Norman saving his parents' house. Yeah, he called his, in the loan days before yeah. it was due and it was only supposed to be a payment and he called in the entire thing. thing. So Norman comes home and he, he pays it and he saves their home and stuff. Yeah. Never to have anything to do with this loan shark again because he's bad news but so many people in the town had gone to max turner and and had been the worst for wear actually yeah so not only does ron her friend end up dead first very sad shot in his in his van but then they find max turner dead at his dairy factory Mm -hmm. so now we have two murders and um Cause you think, oh, this Max, but then he ends up dead too. So now you're like, oh no, who is it? Yeah, because Max was Ron's boss at the dairy. Boss, yeah. And so it could have been some bad business to do with the dairy. And I mean, it really tugs at your heartstrings when Hannah says, oh my gosh, did I hear it happen? Because she thought that it was the truck backfiring because for all his money, Max Turner is a cheapskate, won't get a new truck. And so they hear the backfire and, oh, that's Ron. And this time it wasn't a backfire. It was a gunshot. And that just... And yeah. then it was her best friend. And that that's just heartbreaking. So heartbreaking. But you bring up a good point in that it being heartbreaking. And because this this movie does such a good job, I think it's not just a baker playing at amateur sleuthing and like, oh, getting herself into pr- trouble. You know, she really, right. there are moments in this movie that she really feels the danger. And yeah. she really like, you know, that car that came and like sat across the, like in her driveway or across mm. the and she stayed up all night, uh, huddled by her front door with like a weapon. And I mean, she in her dress, in her beautiful <laughs> dress from the night before. But I mean, those small moments help you realize, like, oh, sh- she knows the danger. She actually really is scared. Like she's yes. not just being stupid. Yeah. Which I really like that they're going more towards that because it has always bothered me when the heroine thinks that she's some kind of virtual reality hero and she can't and she can't get hurt and I'm just like okay I realize this is a movie but we do need to have some level of reality and so yeah the fact that she feels the pain at his murder and she um and she is terrified of what can happen to her yeah Yeah. very very much agree yeah, because there was even a time when, um, you know, she's she's being held at gunpoint and she's like talking to the person, but she's like kind of she's crying like, oh, please don't, please don't. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, that is real. Well, that and she real. even wrestled. She even wrestled Mrs. Woodley for the gun and lost and lost. She she wrestled and failed. And and so she tried to get the gun away from her. And a lot of other movies would have. Yeah. Get, would have given it to her but she wrestled for the gun and then failed yeah and then had to back up and say okay 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 I'm sorry yeah <laughs> so oh, yeah so I I really appreciated that about this movie I was yeah. like okay this is good I can get behind this and she um speaking of Mrs. Woodley she figures out she puts pieces together after this party they host and the silver platters that weren't used and the art that was rented. She puts pieces together that- Well, and that they're silver plated instead of silver. Right. So Mrs. Woodley is having money problems. And so, you know, they have this master list of who um, Max Turner loaned money out to. Sure enough, she's on there with her maiden name. I mean, she really starts to put the pieces together goes to confront her. Now, this was one of my, I think like in all of these movies, I have these no, don't do that type of moments, you know? <laughs> like, that's totally one Don't be ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> don't go there by yourself. Don't do that, you know? <laughs> well, and it didn't start out like that. She went to go and return the trays. She, she thought she was going to find out some information, yeah. but she never thought that 
she was going to confront Mrs. Woodley of all people as the murderer. And can we just say shout out, Mrs. Woodley is played by Susan Hogan, Gabriel's mother. No. Yes. That was cute. I'm going to have to go back and look at that. That yeah. yeah, really beautiful woman. Um, oh, I love that. Okay, so we wrap this up. You know, Mrs. Woodley, she's, she's the one who killed Max and Ron because Ron was a witness, I think. Yeah. And so here's my question, though. That morning on his delivery, did she kill him in broad daylight? I mean, it was, it had to be in the back alley yeah. because the, because the gunshot was heard behind the cookie jar. Yeah. And so she, um, and so we know that we know that Ron, we know that Ron got in a fist fight with, right. with a bouncer, yeah. uh, protecting, protecting the coach's wife um from going in yeah. from going in and doing yeah. the and doing the gambling addiction you know he's handling he's handing out gamblers anonymous flyers bouncer didn't like that because it's making the casino lose business <laughs> and um so they get in a fight and ron goes to norman to get a painkiller but not to get the tooth fixed because he's already late for his deliveries, including the cookie jar. So I don't know. I don't think it's very clear when Ron saw this go down or maybe he just knew about it. Right. You know, we don't know. We don't know if he was a witness. Yeah. Uh, We don't know if he was a witness in just knowing things or if he was an eyewitness we don't know any of that but I am guessing that she chased him down yeah that that morning and uh, and or followed him and then waited until yeah. he was in the back alley where there was nobody and how yeah I that's definitely I mean, there's a little few holes, but really they weren't enough to detract from just a great story. It was a really yeah. great mystery, really great story. Lots of um, people, uh, red herrings and suspects. And um, and it's always with the camera doing the close-up on everybody's stern faces. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes, exactly. You don't, you don't see that very much anymore, but it yeah. went up, it even went up on Norman's face. There was a time when Norman was a suspect. So. I know. I was like, wait, is that a good look or a bad look? But um, turns out it was neutral. It was fine. It was a good look. But um, so this God. was just a great, this was a great first movie. This um, chocolate chip cookie mystery. Uh, of course, they talk about her chocolate chip cookies the whole time. Of course, she says this famous line in, in her um, intro that she believes the cook, the person doesn't choose the cookie, but that the cookie chooses you. So mm-hmm. in light of that, Cammy, to wrap up our first movie review here, um, what cookie do you prefer? What cookie chose you, you think? Does it have to be a, does it have to be a cookie? Does it have to be a cookie in the movie? No. Or, oh no, okay, okay. white chocolate chip and Reese's peanut butter cup. Wow, that sounds delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. (laughs) Well, mine would probably be a chocolate chip cookie bar. Oh, that's a chocolate chip cookie bar. It's thicker and it's it's more even. And I just love a chocolate chip cookie bar. So I mean, I I do love love a chocolate chip cookie. But I just had a chocolate chip cookie earlier today at my mother's house. So <laughs> yeah, the bar the bar chose me. That's that's what that one was. But um, I do I love this movie. It's such a great intro to the whole series. And um, so. So fun to see Hannah and, and then that we get to keep going with more movies is, is so great. Well, uh, and we have we we have Team Mike 
and Team Norman established. It, it goes a little bit more, it gets more established in, in the next one, but it's, yeah. it's, I, I have to say, I have to say the moment that just made me crack up was when she had gone in for the makeover unintentionally, of course, and like Hannah Swenson in my beauty shop, you know, <laughs> and she stays and gets her makeup done. And then she shows up to the funeral like that. And she said, I, and mom said, I know, uh, I know Norman's here and I appreciate that you're trying, but honey, a little goes a long way. And he actually to a grown woman in public licks her thumb and has the intention of rubbing off some of her lipstick. When Hannah went, mother, I was like, that right. is exactly what I would have done. And it, I would not put it past my mother to do something like that. She's still always fixing my clothes. Oh and, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that was, that was a classic moment. And there were so many <laughs> just funny things in this movie too just like kind of subtly funny things so that yeah. that was one look be on the lookout for that one with the um the beauty salon we'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode and that is the hallmarkies patreon do you love hallmarkies podcast do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies Podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family please consider and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. So let's go into the next movie, A Plum Pudding Mystery. This is the Christmas murder movie that I always want in the middle of the countdown to Christmas. <laughs> I, I am dying, ah, pun intended, dying for a Christmas murder mystery. And they don't I, have many. They don't. They don't have many. And when I get a little tired of like all the, and I miss a little murder, I watch this one. <laughs> when when it's all the happy-go-lucky or all of the really crying, emotional, you know, like, okay, I need some murder with my mistletoe. <laughs> I need some murder with my mistletoe. And I go and I watch Plum Pudding Mystery. I love this movie. And it is, like you said, they set it up for Team Norman and Team Mike. And they just run with that in this movie. And that's they totally run with it. They run with it. Of course, they have a mystery on the side, but yeah. really the main show is the is Norman and Mike to me. That is that is for sure. I have I had to notice the music cues. Did oh, you yeah. did yeah. you know? So James Jandrish, who composed the music for these, he's the same composer for Sign Seal Delivered. Oh, nice. Which a lot of people are fans of. And at the and in the very beginning of the first one, he has the kind of ominous music, and then it bleeds into the murder she baked theme. You know, and so then, then we have the Christmas bells. We have the at the beginning of this one, we have the Christmas bells yeah. that then bleed into <laughs> so I thought that was a great touch. That's so fun. You're gonna have to point that out every time. That'll be fun. I will. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's let's talk about where Hannah is now in the her life development. She has these two guys. She has, she's gone on like, she keeps going on dates with them. She my daughter is stringing along two bows. <laughs> two bows. She she really is, but like we said, Hannah does it in a very kind, natural kind of way. Yeah, she's not trying to be cruel. No, no, she's not. So let's talk about the Christmas tree lot, the crazy elf Christmas tree lot. She gets there because she's de she's delivering cookies, but the guys are both there, and the guys <laughs> they have both bought her a Christmas tree. <gasps> Can we give points to Mike for 
I can't tell you that it's classified need to know basis. And she yeah. thinks, oh, police business, fine. Then I'm undercover. I bought someone a Christmas tree and it's a surprise. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, dude, you rock. <laughs> he was really cute. He was being super cute. And then Norman came and he's like, and I, I bought you a Christmas tree. And she was like, oh, that's oh. sweet. And the sister said, oh, what was it? Redundant. And redundant. And then Mike yeah. says, and awkward. Like, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. I love that part. The, I mean, the best part is because she's trying to be sweet. She's trying to be kind and, and genuine. And oh, that was so sweet. And Andrew goes, and redundant. And then and she's like, be quiet. And then Mike just goes, awkward. <laughs> let's just lay it out here people <laughs> so this is not the only time though that they come head to head with against um each other for hannah oh, no 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 i love this charity auction scene where they bid for her cookies like desserts all year or something Three desserts for a year oh my gosh you know norman's like up in the bid and oh wow, a hundred! And everyone's like, "Oh yay, a hundred. And then Mike walks in. He's like, 200. 200. <laughs> <laughs> my husband, my husband was listening in the other room while I was watching, and he said, "Are you kidding me? Three two hundred fifty dollars for a year of free desserts? That's totally cheap." I was like, "Honey, would you please stop it?" You know, they are both paying $250 so that she can stop the war. She's trying to keep the peace here. So well, she's trying to keep the peace, but I think for a charity auction, you got to see how that plays out and you got to see how high these guys go for the, the children's hospital. I mean, she cut it short because she felt awkward, but they, they could have gone high. Well, and he, and Mike even said, because she said, why did you do that? I would have given it to you for free. Yeah, well, I would have paid double. I was like, ooh, uh, <laughs> heart skipped a beat there, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so do you remember, let's compare the, the dates that Norman and Mike took, took her on. Norman took her on two dates to the same restaurant. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a nice restaurant. It was fun, but even she was kind of like, oh, like we're back here at the same restaurant. You know, like she kind of made a big But drive. it is the nicest place in town. Yes. So then Mike, though, did not go the restaurant route. What did he do? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it gets a little hot in there. <laughs> I turned up the heat. I mean, when you think about it, uh, on, a, on a totally surface level, it's the least romantic place you could possibly take a woman. He takes her to the gym. <laughs> well, but, martial arts, martial arts studio. Okay, a martial arts dojo, yes. But because this is Mike and he's worried about her and he cares about her and he doesn't want anything to happen, mm -hmm. he is teaching her basic self-defense yeah. techniques yeah. And then in addition to, <laughs> in addition to teaching her self-defense techniques, he is turning on the romantic heat oh, techniques. <laughs> Man, <laughs> if somebody was looking at me the way that, the way that he was looking at her, holy mackerel, I would be putty in their hands. <laughs> well, it, you almost get a sense that both of them kind of realize oh yeah, this will be a good date. It's practical, you know, but then all of a sudden you realize, oh, I'm holding hands on each other. We yeah. have to hold each other close. We have I, to. I'm holding her. He's holding me. Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> it's very cute. And it was very hot and it was very practical. And it was just the right little push that she needed to realize there is chemistry here. There is some is serious chemistry. I mean, and that's that's another great thing about Cameron Matheson. He has such great chemistry with whoever he is acting with. Yeah. That that's one of the things that makes him such a great actor. And you know, I mean, when when she distracts him and she pulls the maneuver on him yeah. and 
and puts the hairbrush <laughs> to puts the hairbrush to his chest he just kind of lifts up and uh -huh. yes learner and he's just looking at his eyes or lasers into her and right. then the and then the hand hold and the hand is on that very muscular chest come on <laughs> let's be real now the guy works out yeah <laughs> i mean it was it was a good scene not only was it fun and like physical and stuff like that but they had such banter during the scene that oh it was fantastic hilarious i mean he pulls out a hairbrush because and she said you know what's that and he's like this is the gun just in case someone ever pulls a gun on you she's like that won't happen he's like it did happen oh the, you mean like when mrs woodley was holding a gun on you and i got yeah. there just in time to save your life thank you very <laughs> but, much you know it was a one-time thing was like, oh please darling so so cute just the way that they bantered and and um this was a scene that woo, took things up a notch for them and um that was fun team mike go team mike but he <laughs> yeah so she is she's really moving along having these great interactions with um both men norman gives her a really precious um christmas gift of these hey experience. now even andrea even andrea had to say "Ooh, points for norman because yes. garnet garnet her birthstone that's that's pretty amazing i you know points for the banter in this scene like oh no oh my gosh no i'm not proposing right <laughs> they have a moment like they giggle it was that was really cute so he you know he just did things in a different way he yeah. did you can tell he's just um he's he's sweeter and i think he's uh, more patient he's going to um they don't have anything to be contentious over you no. know where mike and and hannah they already have something where they they banter and they disagree and they you know kind of rub each other the wrong way there's friction yeah so um so so norman's just going to be sweeter and she's going to be a different side of herself you know with him they have a nice kiss and that is exactly what Hannah said. It was very nice. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Very nice at the end of the date. So that was that was sweet. Um, let's talk a little mystery before we um, get to kind of wrap wrap up this movie here. But let's talk a little mystery. Was this a good mystery to you? A good storyline? Intriguing? Did it hold your interest? Um, a lot of other good things were happening with Hannah's personal life, but in the meantime. Oh, right. It's a mystery. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought so. Yeah, I, I thought and the I think one of the things that number one, you know, when everybody heard about the murder, when, when Dolores comes in and gives Hannah Dr. Love's book and underlines and highlights oh. the places where Hannah's messing up. And then gives Andrea the what to expect in case you decide to make me a grandmother. Oh, Dolores. It's like, you don't know, do you? Oh, honey, you're pregnant. Tell her. You know, <laughs> Just, <laughs> body, I found it. So, and then, this is when Dolores says her line If you keep finding dead bodily, bodies, you're going to scare off all the eligible men. <laughs> honestly, Dolores. But so one thing that I really, and it's very quick, but it ties it in when they open the door from the back to the receiving area of the bakery and you hear the three gossips saying, I miss poor Ron every day, or I think of poor Ron every day. I'm like, they brought it in. Uh, that's the, the other thing that I liked is so, so often, the person who ki is killed is like Ron. He's an innocent bystander. He's a witness. He's somebody who knows too much. This guy was a creep. Yes. You know, I mean, they made him a legitimately bad guy. But yeah. of course, we have to we have to give a moment here to the late Kirby Morrow, who yes. played 
who played Larry, who played Larry Yeager, because yeah. he, he has now passed on. And yeah. I, I miss him so much as an actor. I really do. Yeah. He had a very tiny role on one or two episodes of When Calls the Heart. So, and then um, he was a, an oil tycoon. And then the killer, Miss Whiting, is Johanna Newmarch, who is Molly on One Calls oh. the Heart. But very good. Yes. Yeah, no, Kirby, Kirby Morrow, you know, he was what I remember him from is Ring by Spring. With oh, I love that one. He's so good in that one. And he just has all these other um, bit parts and and uh, roles in Hallmark movies and Hallmark series. And but yeah, he is he is gone now. He has passed. But it's so wonderful to see him in these movies and celebrate his so life. We can remember him. Yeah. So he in this one, of course, plays plays a, a bad man. He plays a con man and a jerk. And, and he is a very bad man. Well, oh my gosh. He has left a wake of, of ruined businesses, bankrupt businesses, and broken hearts. And what we find USS Larry leaves quite a wake. Larry. Larry uh -huh. owns the um, tree lot, the crazy elf tree lot with his new fiance. Mm -hmm. But what we also hear is that his wife, his estranged wife is in town mm -hmm. Dr. Love she's the radio host and then we realize way at the very end Hannah realizes his ex-girlfriend is in town and has made um, a home for herself here because he is here so he is hounded by these three women who he has wronged so which one of them killed him karma catches up with you <laughs> and this is a very sad way that it happens but i mean it just goes to show you you treat people badly it will catch up <laughs> yeah, yeah it really well you leave this wake of dis destruction so we have now this this miss whiting who has um, come, she changed her name. She came into town, you know, she's a teacher now, I guess at the community. A business college. teacher, yes. Yeah. So she is, was the one who um, killed him for bankrupting her father's business and thus her father had a heart attack. And so she, it's, you know, in the very last 10 minutes is when Hannah figures this out. And yeah. together, you know, she runs out of the charity auction to, um, and it, it's all because her mother said white in Italian. Blanco. Yeah. Bianco. So she's like, Bianco Natale. <laughs> I've seen that name before. Okay, so here we are outside in the tree lot, basically. And Miss Whiting and Hannah start to have an altercation because she pulled a gun on her. Luckily, Hannah knows what to do. This time. <laughs> this time. <laughs> she actually uses the self-defense um, method that she learned from Detective Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and at least stalls, stalls the process. She doesn't get yeah. away, but she stalls it. And then here he comes and he saves her again and um, gets the killer again. Can we, can we, can we, can we, can we? <laughs> Nothing else happens, Cammy. What else happens after this altercation? Something happens inside Hannah when she realizes that she was faced with death. Yes. <laughs> and he comes. Oh my gosh. So he's like, I'm so, you know, I'm, I won't always be there for you. I, you know, he I scared me half to death. Me half to death. You know, I mean, he's saying, he's saying these things very quickly, but he is really showing how much he cares for her in this quick 30 seconds. Yeah. You know, he's, He's grabbing Kimberly. He's throwing her to his backup to get her away from Hannah. He's hugging her. He's comforter, comforting her. She's panicked. Did you hear her? I heard her. I heard her. And then, and, then, and then just hugging her. It's okay. It's okay. And then you scared me half to death. I won't always be. <laughs> and then, whoa. She just like, like a magnet just she throws herself at him and kisses him so good and he just kisses and him. let's just say that he does not have fish lips in this no. <laughs> he responds very very well he responds well he doesn't question it he just goes with it because he wanted to do the same thing i'm sure uh and yeah 
they they have a kiss they have a kiss that is definitely adrenaline driven but it was their their feelings are right there and Casey, was, uh, Casey. Good. <laughs> K- Carrie let's just say it it was hot <laughs> we're just gonna put it out there it was hot <laughs> it was a very good kiss and I have to say that Cammy and I talk about this before there are kisses that we <laughs> may or may not rewind I don't know I refuse to confirm or deny we you believe us if you will I don't know but we may have rewound this kiss a few times and you know just for the podcast and to um, totally it's research obviously (laughs) it's a good one folks you you've got to see it it's, it's gotta be it's gotta be in the top 10 hallmark kisses sure. somewhere you know i mean i think it, it's it's so. it's a good one it's yeah. a really really good one and you've heard me talk about this before carrie i don't know if our listeners have but cameron had the jaw cameron oh, sure. had the jaw <laughs> oh. No limp face muscles in this kiss, mind you. <laughs> he was, he was, he was all there, which, which we really appreciate as. Uh, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, this one, you know, we're told not to base life choices on, on a- adrenaline experiences, but right. I they didn't base it on this, but it definitely was a step in the right direction. You know, I mean, these are just two very different men with two very different styles. Norman, it was at the end of a date. He makes sure she's okay with it, kind of. Yeah, uh, yeah, he doesn't outright ask her, which I was glad for, but, you know, he kind of reaches in, hesitates, and then goes in. Very respectful, very sweet, and there are plenty of women out there who would adore that kind of thing you know I mean you know and I think that there's there's a time and a place for both kisses you know yeah and then you have this one where it's life and death and come here baby (laughs) and I think if Norman Norman probably has that in him I I think it's possible has it in him maybe yeah no I think he does it's the right woman you know but anyway here we are at the end of this movie and she you think like oh she has made her choice they have these uh yeah they end with a family christmas dinner um they're giving each other eyes but so are she and norman but in a more friendly way but also in a way that yeah i mean it's it's not yucky you don't feel like it's yucky you feel like how else is a woman supposed to make a choice she's you know like she's got to kind of experience both a little bit absolutely i mean because let's face it, in real life, there are going to be situations where you have to make choices. And unfortunately, sometimes those choices involve people. <laughs> and you want it and you do it, you try to do it kind and you try to do it well and respectfully. And I feel like Hannah has she's on her way she's doing a good job here but um I love the way that the the movie ends with the family celebration really celebrating each other and Christmas and then Andrea now makes this announcement that she is in fact pregnant pregnant (laughs) very fun so um you know mystery solved the Eden Lake is safe again and um no more murders just yet but and Norman's mother is dating again. She's dating again after his father passed. I mean, things are good and things are things are looking up. Okay, so family, family wise, can I just say two moments that absolutely made me die? What? <laughs> so number one, when Andrea comes to spend the night. Yes. I don't have a sister. So this is a relationship. Mm-hmm. I have sisters-in-law, but it's not the same. Yeah. And this is a relationship that I have not experienced. Yeah. And I thought it was absolutely precious that Andrea got scared. Yeah. She got scared. Bill is working late. So she goes to her sister's house yeah. and they, 
and, he, and she made the pros and cons list just like andrea told her to she yes. tries to deny it but andrea knows her sister so well <laughs> and then so she got scared and then she realizes why was i scared like, oh yeah they're not going to come after you i mean if anything they're going to come after me i'm sleeping here <laughs> and then turn around you know i don't know how you sleep at night you are single you leave you live alone you have absolutely no one protecting protecting you i don't know how you sleep at night i don't know that i will now thank you <laughs> such good lines so funny and it's just you know, it, it sums up the family relationship so perfectly and so gleefully, you know, it's, it's yeah. perfect in a movie like this. It's true. It's true. No one's, no one's being a jerk. Everyone's just, you know, doing their family thing. Sisters. I mean, there's just, she can, she can say certain things. Oh, Dolores, Dolores. Oh, Dolores, for sure. I, I, I think Dolores is, <laughs> I think Dolores needs to back off seriously. Okay, but speaking of jabbing, speaking speaking of the sister jabbing. So what Andrea says, it's a handsome prince fighting to save you from an arranged marriage. <laughs> and then make a list of all the things you love about Mike and then make a list of his flaws. <laughs> <laughs> then make a list of the thing you appreciate about Norman. <laughs> then compare it to all of his flaws. I love that you can tamper down your bias. <laughs> it's just fun. It's just fun. And she's so obviously Team Mike. You know, yes. it's just that's that's the fun thing about it. Her being Team Mike and mom being Team Norman. And I like that. But Hey, I have a very pressing question for you. Uh -oh. I've been forgetting to ask. Um, so have you ever tried plum pudding? No, I actually have never tried it. Did it look like what you thought it? Uh -huh. Yeah, the little the little um, miniatures. I didn't I didn't quite know that you soak it. Yeah. Before you bake it, but it made sense. Yeah, it, it made sense to me. I did not know that you didn't need plums for for plum pudding, which I thought was awesome yeah. that put that little tidbit in. But yeah, it it looked like it looked like a miniature plum pudding to me. What about okay. you? Okay. And then the then the bigger ones that she had in her store, the plum pudding, I just, I've never had it before. I've really never even seen it before. It was just, I thought, you know, like any normal person who's never had any context i think it's a pudding i thought it was a pudding I oh oh you thought it was put no no it's it's a cake it's a cake so i need to find it i need to find a plum pudding this christmas and um or make it no i won't make it but well hey you could try you could try Good. when i when i was a little girl i was very into the american girls collection yeah. and so i was reading a lot of the books from 1904 oh, right. so i saw pictures of plum pudding and there were stories about there were stories about how they had plum pudding on christmas eve mm -hmm. and all of that so that one samantha i i didn't yes samantha you know what i'm talking about you know i do i had kirsten i did not read samantha's book i read kirsten's books and, oh i read kirsten too i love kirsten yeah and molly i loved molly's books and i uh, love so, molly i know so good well we'll do a podcast on that one time but for now we are <laughs> the done. american girls collection i love it <laughs> we are done with our recap of the two uh murder she baked mysteries uh chocolate chip cookie mystery and a plum pudding mystery so we totally want to know what you think about these they've been out for a long time we want to know if you're a fan we want to know what favorite scenes are we want to know if you like us think that these movies are just you know we like a little mystery with our romance is what it is really <laughs> or do you like do you like a little romance with your mystery that's that's the question here what do you like
but leave a comment. Um, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, leave a comment, subscribe to our channel. If you're watching or listening on iTunes, we definitely want to hear your feedback there and rate us, please. Um, we have a Hallmarkies podcast, of course, where you can get all your Hallmark, um, just your little Hallmark fix every day. So uh, listen to us and just and subscribe to our Hallmarkies podcast. You can find us all over social media at Hallmarkies podcast or Hallmarkies pod. Um, Cami, where else can people find you too? Definitely on uh, the Hallmarkies podcast, but <laughs> where else? Yes. <laughs> yes, you can find me here. Uh, you can also find me on Deliver Me a Podcast and Hardy's Hotline. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Cami Drama Girl. And you can find me on Facebook, the Hooked Hardy Facebook page. And my blog is hookedhardy.com. Ooh, so many good places to interact with Cami, and definitely find me here on the Hallmarkies podcast, but also come over to Instagram and look up Hallmark Comics. That's Hallmark underscore comics. I'd love to interact with you there. We have a lot of fun. And um, she writes and she draws so many funny comics. You guys, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Look her up. Look her up. Look me up. Follow me. And we will see you next time talking about Murder, She Baked. So. Bye. Bye.